Hey, what's going on, y'all? I'm Nanurl, and you're listening to Unpacked Angles with me. These episodes were recorded for the Unpacked Angles YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the accompanying video, you can find the link in the description. If not, feel free to sit back, listen, and enjoy. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, so I finally finished my portfolio. Let me tell you, it took way longer than I thought it was going to. So I had a goal to finish my portfolio before I went to Japan. And so that was like December 16th. I wanted to be done. And I did not make that deadline. I got all of my content finished, which was great because that's the hardest part. Um, at least for me, it was flashback to when I was writing content so I know I'm probably looking super rough like so rough right now but I just wanted to give like a sneak peek on like what this really is right now and <laughs> let you know what it is not and that is easy I literally waited until after I was done with like a whole year and some change worth of work with a startup which means that I was doing a lot every single day <sighs> there's so much to update I'm tired it's like almost midnight this is like the second third day I've been going at it I feel like I'm almost halfway done and that's just with the content I still have to upload it to, or like insert it into my website and then create all of the visual stuff because I'm only literally just writing the words right now. I'm gonna make it. Just wait. This joint, I'm putting so much effort into this. It's gonna be worth it. It, it has to be. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be worth it. And now at that point, I was just like, all right, now I gotta make all these visuals. And I didn't realize how long that was going to actually take me to make them the way that I wanted to. So <laughs> it took a little while and most of the work didn't get finished until I came back. And now I'm done, like I'm finished. I finished early January and I was excited. You know, I was excited. I had it password protected. I didn't really know like what to do or like how to navigate the projects that I had worked on as far as like oh man like do I need to like only put this a certain way or like only show this to people who have the password versus people who don't so I was just like you know what forget it I don't feel like looking up anything else so I just password protected the entire thing and I put it out um, I sent it to one of my colleagues back in LA one of my good friends and he was letting me know you know what he thought of it he's the one that kind of gave me an idea for like the template and how to like really lay out what i needed to and he gave me some feedback which is really great pointer like thing to point out definitely like after you finish making your portfolio whatever that looks like you need to get feedback get feedback because you may think it looks all well and good and you might be relieved because it's finally done and you're ready to put it out there and granted I did put it out there I had to publish it for other people to look at it or I kind of didn't but I just published it anyway 
but yeah don't do that like make sure you get feedback make sure you get feedback so i put it out there got feedback from him incorporated some of that feedback and then i put it on, on facebook in a facebook group that i'm a part of that had people from the industry included and so i wanted to get you know feedback from them if there were any recruiters or actual people who work in ux i definitely wanted to get that feedback from them as well so i put it out there a lot of people checked it out and i got the feedback that i needed and one of the pieces of feedback that seemed to be very common was that i needed to take the password protection off and in order to do that i had to figure out like how do i go about doing that like without feeling as though i am releasing too much information or like giving you so much access into this this product that might not be like all the way finished yet or like available to the public and what i did so i did some research on how to do that but also um my friend brian who I got feedback from the first time, let me know, he's like, you know, you can go about it this way. So I took away all mention of the company name, I blurred out the logo, I took away like the company products and that's the grandfather clock in the background. That joint goes off every 15 minutes, it's so annoying, but it kind of keeps me like aware of like what time it is without looking at my phone. But anyway, yeah, so I, I took out a lot of information that would have made that company or that product like identifiable and also anything that um was confidential information which really wasn't that much i took away all of that and replaced my visuals so i had to redo my visuals that I, like had names and things in there and maybe like other photos that identified other people like i just had to take away everything and so i did that and i kind of felt like oh man like i feel like i'm invalidating my work and what i've done and like all of the things that i have made contributions to it's just like why do i have to do this and like why does it have to be this way but once i finished doing that and going through and like really seeing like what i did like it really has nothing to do with the product like yeah that's all good and well that you know it was in this industry or like the product was like cool and like this is what it did that's cool but at the end of the day it's all about your thought process and like what you did and the mistakes you made and how you fixed those mistakes or like how you learn from them and what you recognize and what you might have done differently and so being able to really communicate that through my portfolio instead of like oh look at this cool thing that i i made like it's not about the product it's really more about the process and how you think and so once i came into that realization i was able to be more comfortable with what i had in my portfolio and what i have currently now so i went through i did all of that made it super like ambiguous as far as like the project specifically and like the specific names and things. And then I opened it up so it's no longer password protected. People can look at it, you know, it's available. And it's a point of friction, it really is. Like it kind of sucks. So if you are like in a position where you have to sign an NDA or there are specific guidelines like at your company or like the the project that you're working on for where like maybe some information can't be shown or like can't be made available to the public then i would highly suggest that you 
one, don't sign that NDA <laughs> unless you have input on like how it's written or like you specifically go into how, what you can put in your portfolio because that is covering your ass. Like that matters. And you have to realize that. I didn't realize that at the time as far as like specifically, like explicitly adding into the NDA, like what I could use for my portfolio and what's acceptable um, and what, what it maybe is off limits. And so I just kind of had to blur everything, but it's important for you <laughs> and me going forward to really know like how to navigate that. And so I would say don't sign any NDAs unless you have input. Um, and if you like are really strapped, then you just kind of need to work out with whoever the client is or like whoever you're working with, what you can add to your portfolio and what you can't. Also just know that it's really all about the process and not necessarily about what you worked on. Like it's cool if you worked on some like 3D shit or like um, AI, augmented reality, virtual reality, because those are like up and coming things or like things that are kind of really hot right now. And it's desirable to have experience when it comes to user experience in those specific types of fields, because they have like little nuances that you need to be aware of in order to be successful in doing UX there. But at the same time, at the end of the day, it's really all about the process and how you think and how you can apply like different methods throughout your process. So yeah, that's like my spiel on it. I am super like not an expert in any of this. I had to go to people. So I went to someone, a few people I asked at this conference, this UX conference in DC, it's called DC UX. It's like the UXPA DC chapter. And they had a conference last year that I was able to get into. If you don't have money for a ticket, definitely volunteer. Like volunteer to volunteer, reach out, especially like if their volunteer list maybe isn't open to the public or if it's like kind of closed, like, oh, signing up for volunteer time is over. Still reach out. There might have been someone who has canceled or can't make it, you know. And so it's always good to try and like get in that way. And I got in for free and, you know, I earned my place there. I did the work that I was supposed to do. But at the end of the day, I also got to network and make connections and get advice on what I should put in my portfolio. Because as a UX professional, most of my work was not visual. Like I was not a visual designer like I did a whole lot of visual things but at the core of it all it was mostly you know all of these things that happened like in my mind and decisions that I needed to make and mistakes that I made and what I learned from those and a lot of those things are not like visual they don't have pictures <laughs> there are not images associated with them so it's really important just to know how to verbalize and communicate what your process is as a UX designer or researcher, but especially as a UX researcher, because there might not be anything that you can show as far as visuals go. I'm done with my portfolio. I am now applying for jobs. So I have like started applying for jobs. I had a recruiter reach out to me in December. And I let her know that I was available to speak in January. So this month currently, but I had that like a couple weeks ago or a week and a half ago and it was good. Like I was nervous and I 
had like just finished my portfolio so there's all these like projects and things that I did fresh on my mind but at the same time I didn't know how to speak to them like I didn't know how to put it into the right words in order for it to like come out concisely and make sense <laughs> so I was nervous and when I get nervous when I speak I hold my breath and so I'm like holding my breath while I'm talking so it makes me sound weird but anyway long story short that conversation went well so now I have a video interview next week so today is Sunday I'm preparing for my week I have my planner out I am making sure I'm doing what I need to be doing in order to be successful as I need to be for this interview and so what I did this past week in order to prepare for this interview and for an interview that I am really wanting to <laughs> get <laughs> which I haven't gotten yet but you know I'm speaking into existence right now you know I'm acting like I got it and so I'm preparing for it and what I'm doing is like going through so this interview I'm talking about is with Amazon and so I'm going through they have like 12 I think it's 12 or 14. I get numbers mixed up in my head. But they have leadership principles that they like live and breathe every day. And so what I've been doing is coming up with different scenarios from my past as far as like the behavioral questions go that match up to those leadership principles. And I literally like it took me all week. I did not think that it would take a long time, but it did. And... <laughs> Mostly it's because I don't write down my experiences as I experience them. So how they like for you to interview or like answer interview questions is using the STAR method, which I'll probably, I guess, go into a little bit more. Maybe if you guys are interested in that, you know, let me know in the comments. But the STAR method, which is like situation, task, the action you took, and the results of all of that you know and so I'm trying to make sure that I include like things that I learned in like that results section too and why the results and like what came of that and the things that I learned were important and so it's a process it's a process I don't normally talk like that and now I have to figure out like how to talk like that like on the regular and so I literally just got through going through a whole bunch of behavioral questions like I have a google doc and I had the like copied and pasted the questions and now I like went through I'm done now but I went through and answered each of the questions in that star structure in that format and so <laughs> I really have to like go through and like look at them and practice them and then also be able to link them to different leadership principles without like making it super obvious so it was like oh yeah for customer obsession blah 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 so this is like school all over again like I have to study this I have to have this like ingrained in my psyche because it's not that I don't already like have these experiences in my past or like value these leadership principles but I just don't speak in that language and that's what I need to learn and practice and instill in me so that when I'm talking and answering interview questions and having these people know me or get to know me and like what I'm about and how I work and how I deal with people they'll understand that I'm able to speak their language and that'll help me stand out from the crowd the rest of the applicants and so that's what I've been doing my interview my video interview that's in a week is with Facebook 
and so I will definitely keep you guys posted as far as like what my experience is with that the phone screen or like the call with the recruiter was really easy I was just talking about myself and my experience and what I've done and she asked me a couple questions that are like more specific to UX as far as like different research methods that I've practiced so it's like really basic and honestly all you have to do is answer from your experience and like what your perspective is and like how you've worked and so that really didn't take any preparation I was completely unprepared for that outside of I guess having worked on my portfolio like right before like literally days before and completing that before having the call so i guess that kind of counts as some type of preparation so you should really like know <laughs> and have a good memory of like what you've done in order to speak to that and again i wasn't prepared so i didn't have like a super set structure when it came to answering her questions the recruiter's questions so it wasn't perfect but i got through it and now like pretending I'm an Amazon employee and going through and practicing for that interview. It's helping to inform me how to really speak and structure my answers for all the rest of the interviews that I'm going to have, including this Facebook interview. I had an interview with Facebook maybe a year and a half ago, so I really got to know the company and a lot of the products that they um, produce. However, it's been like a year and some change. I haven't really been super active on Facebook until recently so I don't know like what has all changed since then and you know I'm interested in seeing and I've also been reaching out to people who work in positions at companies that I want to work at or have an interest in on LinkedIn so <laughs> I signed up for the free trial for the like premium business account on LinkedIn or premium account I guess that's what it is they a few of them have been responding to me and so I've had a couple conversations so far with different people at different companies in like UX design positions or even like positions more senior to that that I might be interested later on I'm not I don't know like <laughs> but just in case and I'm having them you know give me some insight I'm asking them what they're working on like what they like about their experience at the company what they don't like maybe things that they want to improve or see change in the future and also um asking them about the interview process I'm just like how was your experience with the interview process what type of questions do they ask and I'm like I'm being really explicit another thing that I'm working on and making sure I'm not working on it I am doing this year is asking for what I want so I'm being bold my word for the year is boldly with an a lightning bolt next to it that little emoji lightning bolt yeah that's that's part of the word and it's in all caps so that's my word for this year <laughs> in 2020 and also like my intention is boldly on purpose and so I'm actually creating an intentions painting right now that I have a goal of finishing by the end of this month so the 31st of January that painting will be finished and complete and I guess I'll share it with you guys once it's done well don't expect like Monet or Picasso well maybe Picasso or but like Van Gogh or something you know you should suspect Nanuro and know that, know that Nanuro is not a professional artist. But you know, it all comes from the heart and that's what matters. Yeah, reaching out to LinkedIn has been super helpful. People have been very open and honest about their experiences and I'm trying to do that some more. So yeah, that's my update for right now. I dropped a few gems, I guess. 
<laughs> throughout the whole video so i'll make sure to like get those key points that i hit on and like link them to the times um in the comment or in the description below so that y'all don't have to like go through the whole video if you don't want to i guess i'm saying this a little late but you, whatever it's there for if you want to watch this again you can just go to the description and get it that way all right y'all i don't have anything else to say so that's it for this update i'll catch y'all next time